Welcome back. In this episode of Allergy Proof, I talk all about what's in store for yours only this year, my plan to allergy proof and my recent diagnosis and lengthy treatment plan. Welcome to Allergy Proof, the podcast dedicated to helping hardworking women with health issues get through life. Hey, I'm your host, Ashley Templer, and I have more allergies and intolerances than you can count on one hand. I'm that person that BYO snacks to parties. I'm also that person who spent thousands of dollars trying to get to the bottom of my symptoms. From running my own social media agency, Pep Creative, and skincare brand, Yours Only, I know a thing or two about navigating a very busy schedule with ongoing health issues. Join me as I give you my tips, interview your fave biz women and health specialists to help you solve and manage your autoimmune conditions or allergies. Want to hear more about my story? Head to yoursonly.co forward slash about where you can also pick up some very allergy friendly products. Hello, welcome back. Season two of Allergy Proof has officially arrived and it's been a while, but I just kind of wanted to take a little bit of a break over the summer, focus on creating some new amazing things with yours only and allergy proof and also focusing on myself so I could just work out what was going on. And I kind of did that. So today I'm going to talk to you about what's in store for yours only because there's lots of fun things coming up and what my plans are for allergy proof. We're not really like making a change, but there's new focuses that I really want to touch on to help you all with your own journey. And then my recent diagnosis, which sounds really hectic, but it's a very positive thing. And I'm just so pumped to be able to share the journey with you and try and heal my gut. So to start yours only, we have been getting some good traction. Like I'm so excited. I've been getting so many people messaging me saying, that it has changed their life. Their skin is the best it's ever seen. Some before and after shots of people with severe eczema and psoriasis and just so many people just being genuinely interested. And I've been able to build a mini community of people who have also gone through a lot of issues with their health and their skin. And it's kind of just nice to relate to them. We also had our sixth month anniversary in the middle of last month And I have been working very hard on a lip balm, which I know all of you have already heard me speak about. So the packaging is pretty much done. We're just waiting on it all to get delivered in terms of signing it off before we go into production. I have the first sample of the lip balm, which I'm absolutely in love with. And I've even had friends that have used it. And essentially it just ticks all the boxes. Like it's really good if you've got really dry lips. It's really good if you've got cracked lips And it helps on like grazes or burns. It doesn't stick to your hair when you swish it in the wind. I'm just not keen on two of the ingredients and it's going to be like a real struggle. So that's what we're basically holding up on. I need to do a lot more research and need to really work with the chemist on changing those two things, but it's almost there. And then essentially once I've signed off the product, It has to go through intense testing with people with sensitive skin. So that goes to Sydney and that takes quite some time. And then I have to get approval on the labeling and then the production. So I feel like it'll still be at least minimum four to five months away, but we'll get there. And then on that, I'm actually working on a huge sustainability piece for yours only. So I'm working really close with the team where they've been doing lots of research and trying to help me just look at better ways to make the brand more sustainable. So we're going to switch all of the bottles to be made from PCR plastic, which is post-consumer plastic. And then we're going to try and look at some refillable packaging options, but it is so much harder than what you think. Like I've tried all of my supplies and no one can do the refillable option. So I'm just exploring that further. But essentially we are looking to make the bottles made from hundred percent recycled plastic. I'm just waiting on getting the samples to see how they look, but 
essentially we've gone through it all. Like we've looked at the aluminium option and yes, it is recyclable, but you can only get it from overseas and it can't be made from recycled materials. So essentially you'll be having to make it specifically for the product. And then there's obviously the energy that's involved in creating an aluminium bottle. And then if we just stick with the recycled plastic, essentially it means that it was reused and then it can also be recycled, but then we're going to obviously look for the refillable options. And then with the lip balm tubes, they can only be made out of the PCR in 50%. And we're going to go down that route. We've looked everywhere else. Aluminium, if you look at a lot of products who have aluminium tubes, they all complain about how the product pops out the top and it breaks across the side. So we're definitely not doing that. There's other similar options, but they just don't really work with what we're trying to do. So once I've kind of like gotten over all of those hurdles, and there's a lot of them, I will send a huge update. I'm going to do a really big sustainability piece on the website and do lots of content around it so people can understand why we've made all these changes and why we kind of didn't do certain routes that people have suggested to us because we've done all of the research. And then allergy proof, which is also why you're all here. We had a really nice long break. I really just wanted to step back and work out what our focus is. So obviously our purpose is to speak to busy women who have health issues like me, but I'm slowly learning that the being busy part really just exuberates the symptoms. So most of the people that I've been speaking to are like, I just have a really busy lifestyle, but we've all started to sit down and realize that maybe this busy lifestyle is what's flaring us up. So I guess for me, I want to share these stories, but I also want to share stories around ways that you can reduce the busyness in your life because that's something that I'm trying to do at the minute. And so it's a bit of a journey for me. So I kind of want to take you on the same journey, especially if you're going through all of these shitty symptoms. It's like maybe there are small little things that I can do to make myself feel better. Like even if it's just practicing yoga every second day, taking up meditation, certain things that you can do from home or in a studio, whatever works for you. I just want to try and see if I can find some people that can really help tell these stories. So I have lined up a few amazing people so far. So Carolyn Groth, who I've already interviewed her. So she has previously suffered from an eating disorder and is going through some healing of her gut at the minute. So she has SIBO and is really just talking about personal growth and how she can heal her gut. Sophie Ferguson, who is going through a lot of her own gut issues, she's still kind of misdiagnosed, but she's also going through a very busy cycle in her life. So it's a very interesting story, which I really related to. And then Emily Doherty, who is an endo and celiac warrior. So there's so many stories that will relate to so many different people. So I'm hoping that it will allow people to share it with other people who might be feeling the same symptoms, but don't know what it is. So if you know anyone that wants to share their story or even spread the word about a specific autoimmune disease, or even just a specialist that could share some really good advice, hit me up on Instagram and I'll put my details in the show notes. And then what you're all really here for is my diagnosis. So for those who haven't really heard my health history or haven't really listened to other episodes, I'm just going to give you a little mini sum up of my health and my life um, because I feel like all of it kind of relates back to my diagnosis. So I've always grown up with allergies and intolerances. I wasn't breastfed. I had irritable bowel syndrome since I was a baby. I've never had lactose. I just grew up as that kid that had grommets and I always had sinus issues, just asthma really bad, eczema, 
everything, sensitive skin. And then when I was 17, when I was in year 12, I had glandular fever and I just really feel like I haven't really been myself ever since. So I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's disease at the age of 23, but this was years and years of me jumping from doctor to doctor to get diagnosed. I'm now 31, but I do feel like maybe at the time it took about a year or two because I had to jump to about eight different doctors because they wouldn't test me. Um, And so once I got that diagnosis, I was able to really look at my lifestyle. But at 23, basically they just said to me, you got Hashimoto's, here's some medication. What it is, is it's a thyroid disease that attacks your body and it can be managed by daily medication. But like no one really told me at the time, you need to really be stress-free. You need to not do really intense exercise. You need to be on a specific diet. It was like, have your tablets and off you go. But I've slowly learned as I've got older that with this condition, you can't really overexert your body. So your stress levels need to be really low, which is like kind of hard for my job. You can't really do really intense exercise and you just can't really overwork yourself, which obviously is quite hard for me. And then at the same time as being diagnosed with the Hashimoto's disease, I was also diagnosed with fructose malabsorption. So basically I had to cut out all fructose from my diet, which was a bit of a shock because that was eight years ago, which for me, it wasn't really common, but now it's obviously a lot more common. And then if we fast forward to about two and a half years ago, I was still feeling really bad. I was randomly throwing up. I just always felt really uncomfortable. And I saw a dietitian and I was diagnosed with a food chemical intolerance. So this includes salicylate and amines, which is the main ingredients that I try to promote that are not in the Yours Only skincare products. And these are found in a lot of natural ingredients. So aged meats, most fruits, most vegetables, lots of herbs, but If you go back and listen to my episode with Chloe McLeod, she will talk a lot about what it is and kind of what that lifestyle involves. And then so once I went on this diet, I felt pretty good, but I didn't feel 100%. So I was very up and very down. And I've spoken about this on a few other episodes, how in 2020, I went and saw a gastro or gastroenterologist and I did a colonoscopy and I just saw so many specialists and I just didn't really have that much luck. Like they basically all just said, you're stressed. I did go on medication called Rifaximin last year, which made me feel really great for a couple of months, but then the symptoms came back. So essentially Rifaximin is an antibiotic that's quite different to normal antibiotics. It is really good for people who have had like barley belly or have general IBS or have SIBO. And so I felt really great on it. But then this year, I'm just not feeling myself again. I'm always exhausted. Like I can't be bothered doing anything. I still work really long hours, but after work, my brain just doesn't really work. My stomach is really off. I get brain fog and I just don't feel amazing. So I started to see a naturopath as my last resort because every specialist has basically said, reduce your workload and you'll be better. But like I still felt shit over the summer break. So And then so she suggested that I might have something called SIBO. So this stands for small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. So first of all, she told me to go to SIBOtest.com and just fill out this little quiz. And it told me basically you're a very high chance of having SIBO. So essentially what SIBO is, it's a condition where the bacteria that's normally in your large intestine or your gut has slowly moved its way up into your small intestine. So your small intestine is obviously at the base of your esophagus. So when you consume food, it hits that area before it you know, goes through the rest of your body. So what it does essentially is the bacteria that's in there 
feeds really quickly and especially off certain types of carbs, alcohol, which makes sense because I haven't really been able to drink for the last year because it makes me feel really sick and basically causes all of these symptoms. It also allows you to be a little bit malnourished. It can also affect your iron. And I had an iron infusion last year because my iron was going really low very quickly, which was quite rare. So I'm going to do a proper episode on this with a specialist so that they can explain it to you properly. But essentially what I had to do was a breath test and I drank some lactulose and then I basically had to breathe into this specific thing that went into a vial. I had 10 vials and I had to do it over the space of three hours. And they basically look at the hydrogen levels in your breath. And I just did it at home. And basically, if you don't have SIBO, the lines are just straight. And if you do have SIBO, it goes up. My trajectory went up that it didn't even fit the scale anymore. So it was quite high, which to me was just a great diagnosis because now I have something that makes sense. Previously, doctors were like, it's stress, but I'm like, there's something more. And now this diagnosis basically means there is something more. And my gut is reacting every single time I eat, because every time I eat, I feel so full when I really shouldn't, even if it's just a couple of little things. So there are lots of different things that can cause it. We're still trying to work out what caused mine. Having Hashimoto's disease could hinder it slightly, Um, I did live in a house that had mold in it when I was between 23 and 26. So I definitely don't think that helped on superTest.com, The website says it could be even just like a bad case of gastro, too many simple carbs, which I do eat a lot of stress, which my version of stress is quite different. I don't really have the anxiety that people would have with the clammy hands and the butterflies in the stomach, but I just have a lot of work going on. It could even be from having not being breastfed. There's lots of different causes for it, but from what my understanding is from my reading, I can see that if your SIBO does get really bad, it can actually cause more intolerances like salicylates and amines, which I have. So I'm hoping with my healing process, I'm able to reverse this because it's kind of switched up my entire life, not being able to eat these salicylates and amines. And so if I go through this healing process, I'm hoping to reverse it. So I guess from here, what I'm doing, and I'm still working through this process with all of my health specialists, is essentially I'm going to work harder on eliminating stress, really pushing back on a lot of my work, especially projects within the agency. I'm in the process of hiring more help. I'm going to take the Rifaximum, which is a drug that I took, not drug, the pills that I took last year that should help. And I'm going to take some supplements from the naturopath. I'm going to look at meditating a little bit more, and I'm going to try new specific SIBO diet to heal my gut. I just feel like I've been doing this forever, but I think this is be this will be something that I can probably take you guys on a journey on because some of you might actually be feeling these symptoms and not really knowing what it is. So if you are going through something similar, I would love to hear from you. I'm always on Instagram. I mean, when I'm trying not to work. So if you have any questions or there's anything you want me to answer, feel free to chat on Instagram. Thanks for listening to this episode of Allergy Proof. If you know someone who would benefit from listening to this podcast, please send this episode their way. I'm here to help women thrive in life with all of their health issues because I am living proof. Make sure you hit the subscribe button in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts so you can listen to our latest apps which go live weekly. This is a totally independent podcast, so I really do rely on subscribes, reviews, and word of mouth to spread the word. You can also find some more helpful tips on Instagram at 
Yours Only Co. And more from me, your host at Ashley Templar, spelled A-S-H-L-I. Catch you next time.